0: hi welcome to another power blast podcast are you ready to finish the year strong well you're about to learn some powerful ideas and strategies for achieving your goals inspiring excellence and creating radical results fast stay tuned Hey, my friend, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast podcast, the power of possibility, passion, and purpose. And we've got a special date that's coming up. It's September 22nd, and it's an important date because it begins the 100-day countdown of the year. 265 days will be gone, and the only thing now that matters is how you're going to use the last 100 days to finish strong. My wife introduced me to this guy. I've got a special guest here. She introduced me to this guy a few years ago. And she followed one of his programs and increased her income by $30,000 more on that story in a bit, but you're in for a real treat as my special guest is Gary Ryan Blair. He's known as the goals guy and the number one best selling author of everything counts. Gary has cracked the code on what it takes to get 10 years of results in just a hundred days. Hmm, pretty cool, huh? Gary uses a no-nonsense, highly focused, and disciplined approach to transform results for people all over the world. His clientele is a who's who in the areas of sports, business, entertainment, and politics. In fact, over 60% of the Fortune 500 companies use his products and services to build and sustain superior performance. This is going to be awesome. I hope you have a pen and paper nearby as we're going to be discussing the secret of rapidly and significantly increasing your performance, how to make progress by large jumps instead of small increments, how to supercharge your career and dramatically increase your earning power, how to make a huge dent in the world and rip the lid off any past performance and most importantly, how to finish the year strong. Let's get to it. Hey, Gary, Ryan, Blair. So glad to have you on here. Welcome to the Power Blast podcast, Power of Possibility, Passion, and Purpose. I'm super excited to have you on here and learn from you and hear hear about your experience and to share it with our audience. So welcome.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I look forward to it.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Uh, so I'm going to share a quick story with you. How I came upon the the hundred Day challenge it was actually my wife she was she had uh, been listening or following somebody 's blog that recommended this hundred day challenge that she had been going through, and my wife decided to sign up too and, and go through it and Of course, she asked me to join join with her and i you know I was just too busy I, I had other things to do I, I have my own home business i 'm doing my own thing. But as Hillary's going through this challenge she is I, I'm kind of overhearing some of the the lessons that she's learning I'm watching her take notes and and start to apply some things she had some big goals that year you know there were a few fitness programs she wanted to accomplish she she had kind of gotten stuck in a kind of stuck in her career where she was looking just to change something up, you know i don 't know if it was wanting to do something special within her career or totally do something different, but I know that she had big goals at the beginning of the year, and here she was rolling into you know toward uh, august September, and hadn 't really accomplished many of the things, so I know she knew she was frustrated, she heard about this hundred day challenge she went for it, and so i 'm hearing these nuggets, and she 's sharing some of the lessons that your hundred day challenge had And I'm like, oh, well, that's really good. That's really good. But you know, here she is taking these notes, but as she's applying this, I'm watching her grow. I'm watching certain things happen. And it, we didn't make the connection right away that it was a hundred day challenge that made a shift for her. But at the end of that year, she accepted a new position for, for a career that took us actually to Canada within the same company, but she, she advanced into a new position. And as we're reflecting back, because a new hundred-day challenge was coming about, and I thought, well, maybe I'll do give it a shot this time. <laughs> because I literally watched her advance, give herself a thirty-thousand-dollar raise, and then when we were talking earlier, it was uh, just a, a little while ago, and that's actually advanced to a fifty—you know, like fifty-thousand-dollar growth uh, within that career. So it's just been so cool to watch it happen. We're in the middle of a a new. Hundred Day Challenge, and I know there's a, there's another one coming. But just wanted to thank you for for what you've created. It's it's just made a big difference for us.
1: Well, I'm happy, man. That is a great story. And to <laughs> your wife, I said hello. But that's that's a wonderful story.
0: Yeah, so great. So a, anyway, I want to dig in. I, I want to hear about the Hundred Day Challenge and share this with our audience. But but before that, how about a quick story about? gary you know how did you become known as the goals guy and and who were your influences to to push forward
1: yeah yeah no no problem at all Uh, yeah everybody starts somewhere um and you always start at the back of the line i suppose but i know i grew up in in an entrepreneurial family so my dad although he wasn't enormously successful he did um he knew a lot about quarters nickels and dimes and let me start there we had. I grew up with a with a father that was in the vending business, and from there he expanded into the car wash business, and then he also got into uh, washing machines and so forth. So anything to do with spare change, he was all over. And, and there were a couple of lessons learned there because I remember around the dinner table we used to talk and say, you know, that doctor down the street. He said, as soon as he gets home, he's uh, he's not making any more money. He said, but well, right now somebody's washing their uh, you know washing their their uh, their their clothes. Somebody is. You know, drinking one of our sodas. Somebody's eating a candy bar right now. And he used to. He knew early on that it was important to try to create and build a business where you could make money when you weren't working. So, as I reflect back in terms of some of the earliest business lessons, it really came from around the dinner table and working with my dad, going out on the truck. But from there, I, you know, I took off on my own. Man, I um, I mowed lawn when I was a kid. I, I cleaned pools. I did all the dirty work that you know people didn't want to do. And I I, start, I turned into a business. And that business was called the Do It All Boys. And I, eventually, I hired about a six or seven friends. We had a variety of different you know, neighborhoods that we we pretty much took good care of. And I saved up enough money to to buy my first car, cash, a brand new one. Um, you know, put myself in a started. It really started off my life in a pretty darn good position. And uh, went off to school. And but uh, the dream was to play professional football. But I unfortunately, got injured. Which happens. And, um, but luckily for me, I, I wound up doing an internship. And at the time, you, you look back on life and you can only connect the dots backwards. But there was a, a divestiture that took place with AT&T. So you had these spinoffs with Sprint, with MCI, with AllNet, and a variety of others that were out there. And quite frankly, there were hundreds. And so now, you know, AT&T gets split up and you have all these different potential services. Well, I did an internship for MCI just over the summertime. And I came back. And I had to write a paper about it, and I did, and I said, you know, one of the biggest untapped markets is for college kids, because at the time, anyone listening now or any college kid can't relate to what I'm about to share, but, you know, we used to pay 50, 60 cents a minute in order to call home, you know, it was expensive when you we were in college, and very often the phone was disconnected because we could collect it, we didn't have enough money to pay for the bill, so that was a very common occurrence, and you were really careful as to who you called, when you called, because there were different time schedules, and, and how long you were on the phone. Okay. So there was a legitimate uh, cost savings. So I, the paper I wrote really was designed, or it was written about, you know, college kids is, is an untapped market. And if I were to start a business, I would do this. And my professor kind of gave me a challenge, quite frankly. And I started it. I started the first long-distance phone business while I was in school. It was called Collegiate Telephony Services. Um, and I started around New York State. And I, it wasn't terribly sophisticated, but it worked. I went to dormitories, went to sororities, went to fraternities. I uh, put posters up on you know, on lampposts and stuff like this. And I bought time of all places. I bought time from MCI. I resold it back because they had a distributor program. And I, as, as t- over the next four years, essentially, I went dr- drove around the country with a ragtag team of friends. And uh, we sold a good percentage of the college's. And then I actually sold that business when I was 25 to MCI, and uh, was 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 fortunate enough to to become a millionaire in my early 20s. And that was when it was truly hard work. You didn't make it just from the stock market. This was blood, sweat, and a lot of tears. So yeah, so that was the, the kickstart. And then then from there, I um, I started to date a gal whose father at the time, who's now passed, was a good mentor and friend, Paul Paul Journey, and he he was a vice president for Dale Carnegie. And he ran um, uh, all of sales, all of training and so forth. He was a wonderful guy. And during the time that her and I were together, he was kind enough to put me through the the different programs, the sales program, the management program, but even the Dale 14-week, I think it was communication program. And I loved it. And that was my entree into professional development. It's kind of like my, my rich dad, border dad type of relational story, if you will. And he taught me, he kind of, put me through a little bit of finishing school and shared a lot with me. So um, Mary and I broke up. The relationship kind of went south. Paul and I, you know, we kept in touch, but not as much. And I, um, I, I started to do some other things. So I, I bought into a couple of franchises. Um, I, I had uh, JP Looms at the time. I had a number of others. Uh, I, I've had my hands invested in real estate and so forth. But then as time had gone on, I, I really fell in love with the idea of learning and growing and, and so forth. And I reached out, strangely enough, about two weeks before he passed to Earl Nightingale in um, in Chicago. And l- I got him on the phone. I told him who I was. Uh, I said, listen, I said, I'm serious about this. I said, I- I'd like to know if you were starting out, who would you work with or so forth. And he made a personal phone call to Brian Tracy. And uh, Brian and I connected. We have been, it's been a long, long uh, multi-decade relationship at this point in time. And I worked with him, um, helped him set up his distributor program, actually sold it as well. I did the same thing for Steve Covey uh, with Seven Habits, so I had some experience with him. And I did a very similar thing with Tom Peters. So at the time, you know, you're going back in the late 80s, early 90s, um, the the, the three preeminent names in the industry, I was fortunate enough to, to work right alongside with them and get a real good understanding of the speaking, the consulting, the publishing side of the business. So my advice to anyone who's listening right now is, You know, find good mentors because you can get decades worth of knowledge in a very, very compressed period of time. And that's what I did. I I truly went to graduate school for these guys. Anyway, um, so from there, uh, that was a launch pad to go out and start the Goals Guy. And the Goals Guy was a, you know, everyone, all of these guys, and still many people speak about goal setting and strategic planning and so forth. But no one really hung their shield on it and specialized and built an entire empire business around it. And you know now it's been 24 years, I suppose, and it's been a good run, um, a little over 5 million books sold. Uh, I've got you know the 100 Day Challenge, which we'll talk about. We've got a little over 600,000 participants in it. It's probably the fastest growing personal development program in the world. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going, but again, a lot of hard work and hustle. It, it's just, you know, that stuff never ends. So that's, wow. a, that's a quick synopsis.
0: Yeah that is a lot of history but boy what's some mentors and that's a good that's really good advice because um you know as we're we're always reaching out and trying to learn we love the personal development space as well I know a lot of times even this podcast started off you know more fitness focused health focused but a lot of it's turned into you know personal development personal growth mindset those sort of things because they you know they all work together uh especially if you're uh, looking to advance in career and, and business and stuff like that. So that's, and I love the 100-day the challenge. I mean, when I'm going through what I'm going through right now versus a few years ago, it, it just, it almost seems to keep getting better. I just, I, I love how polished it is. I love the lessons. I love how how to dig in. But so, but let's talk about that. The 100-day the challenge, um, I, I had mentioned in just before we got on on screen here, that there's an important date coming up. called you know for September 22nd, and so that's probably not on unless somebody's got a birthday. It's probably not super significant to somebody, but it really is significant. Can you can you have a little take on
1: that? Yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to. I appreciate it. The and and it really brings us to the genesis of the program. And, and in all honesty. the program really began back in the eighties because my, my model for selling long distance services was based on time poverty. And, and I I guess what I'm about to say, I think is very true for just about every business is that most of your big breakthroughs and solutions are born out of necessity more than anything else. And uh, whether that's cures for cancer or, or, you know, cures for, you know, for, for medicine, for health or whatever the case might be in my case, you know, I was in school as a student, and I had a limited amount of time with which to be able to build this business. So, strangely enough, uh, I learned pretty quickly that it was better to sell to a group than it was to make one-on-one presentations. So, I would organize with the RAs, and I would bring in you know everybody in the dorms. I had three or four hundred people at a time, and I was signing them up. <laughs> so, I, I in many cases I could only work on a Saturday or even on a Sunday, but I would line up two or three, maybe four dorms if I could at different colleges and do group presentations and multiple if I needed to. Uh, so long story short, I was, what I was learning real quickly was that I was making more money on a single Saturday than most of your average salespeople that were working for MCI and sprint and all that and all of these over the course of a month. And I was doing this in my early twenties. And again, I stumbled across it, but it was like that, that made sense. The next was because I hired a few, a few of my friends that it was important for us to, to work in sprints so we had challenges, and the whole idea was okay, you know, um, <clears throat> the winner, I, I did everybody in, in teams two. I said, the winner, winning team, essentially, on me, basically gets, you know, a couple hundred bucks for dinner or a bottle of champagne or anything along that way, or a couple of cases of beer, whatever you wanted. But essentially, you know, here's 200 bucks. How are we going to spend it? And uh, I found that there was tremendous, tremendous value in competition, in challenges. And especially, you know, young guys that were wanted, you know, essentially bragging rights. So that's kind of where it started. And every business I've ever been involved with has incorporated some form of, of, of leveraging technology, of speaking to large groups and making large sales with very, very little effort and little time. Okay. So I go further. And, and as time had gone on, what I've come to realize is I've always been involved in sports and, and just about everything you could possibly imagine. I've always loved the competitive mindset and the, and the idea of sports. So my thinking, very simply, is that there's really, you know, people make strategy real difficult. But fundamentally, there's only two forms of strategy. There's offense and defense. That's it. And offense is designed to put points on the board, to move the ball down the field, to move the needle, to, to win, quite frankly. Defense essentially has a specific set of strategies and goals, but that is to prevent the offense from scoring, moving the ball down the field, moving the needle, and winning. That's just the way it is. And what I found in life as I look back, and I still do now, is that you're either playing offense or defense. And sadly, the vast majority of people have a really weak game. They play play a real weak offense, and they're predominantly playing what I call protective posturing. They're ambivalent. They don't – if they commit, it's just a little – Uh, They're not fully engaged. Uh, They don't go, they just don't go all in, if you will. So my thinking was when I came around to creating the 100-Day Challenge, I knew I wanted to create something unique and different. Now, if you don't mind, I want to get into the framework of the program, but I want to give everybody a background understanding of it. As a marketer, I've always felt that one of the things you need to do is to create something where that completely eliminates the competition. If you do that before you even begin or launch, you're in a much better position. So, I like evergreen events. I like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Groundhog's Day, Christmas and Hanukkah and all of those things because they're predictable evergreen events. You know they're going to happen and they're never going to change. So I like stability and consistency. That being said, I knew I wanted a date. I wanted an evergreen event that I could launch on, but it needed to be unique. It needed to be my own Groundhog's Day, my own Mother's Day, my own, you know, whatever it was. So September 22nd was unclaimed or uncharted territory. So I came So rather than do a 90-day challenge, which there were plenty of, and people talked about the quarter, I focused in on that number 100. And there's significance to the number 100 as well. But um, so September 22nd represents the final 100 days of the year. Now every good program, and I think every good business needs a story. Well, this story is pretty simple: 265 days, 100 down, 100 days to go. How are you doing? What's the score? And if you're below target, you, you have to be mature enough and realize that your current strategies after 265 days already has you behind target. If you continue to doing exactly what you've done so far, you're guaranteed to be the only thing that's guaranteed. Is you're going to be further behind. So here's a solution. So the, the message was real simple was this is a hyper aggressive program built around the idea of a very strong, relentless offense for 100 days. And you know, it could people, if people got behind it, what type of changes could they make? So, Um, as time has gone on, I've refined it and refined it and refined it. And I think it's the finest program that's ever been created, quite frankly. And I mean, at any time, um, I, there's a lot of love and a lot of time and a lot of money went into it. I'm very, very proud of the the final outcome.
0: Yeah, it's, I marvel because I, I, I'm into technology. I'm into video creation and, um, delivering messages to people. And I, I just marvel at how clean, polished focused even just the wording is just so clear, and the message gets across very simply yet direct and I, I, so I just I appreciate that because I tend to be a type of person that can get scattered pretty easily, and watching these it, di- it helps me dial in, especially whatever the topic is for the day and helps me want to pay it forward for others. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just learned a great lesson. How can I turn around and teach this to somebody? So I, I, I applaud you for, for what you've done and, and done that. And so why is it important for people to want to finish the year strong? You know, that, that's, that's kind of our, our theme here, right?
1: You know, it really is. And well, here's the funny part. One of the things I always hear people say is, you know, what do I need to be doing differently at this time of the year? Now that we're at the last hundred days. And my answer, it, it may sound sarcastic, but it's true. It, you need to be doing the same exact things you should have been doing back on January. <laughs> uh, and, w- and what are those things? You need to be focused. You need to be disciplined. You need to be consistent. You need to be executing. And, and fundamentally, you, you've fallen short somewhere on, on you know, those key components. Anyway, um, so l- looking at it from this standpoint is, you know, it, let's take the word finish strong. And I think we need to open. We, we need to open the container a bit because we have a tendency of, of reflecting on it and think about just the end of the year this time. But the fact is, at the end of this call, we're going to have a finish. We're going to have an end. It's going to be fast or strong. It's going to be good or bad. It's going to be exciting or an ex. You know, it's going to do something. But there's never a phone call. There's never an email. There's never a meeting. There's never a day. There's never a year, a month, or quarter that does not provide you with the opportunity to finish. You're going to finish conversations. You're going to finish phone calls. You're going to finish meetings. You're going to finish all of these things. So finishing strong should become a discipline for you, not just a once-a-year thing that you focus on, or just when you talk about it at the end of a sporting event. This this should be part of everybody's modality and strategic way of thinking. The other side of it also is how do you start fast? And my thinking is real simple: is that you know we all have we all have adjectives, and what I mean by that is there's there's always a beginning, middle, and an end. And there's always a start, a middle, a finish, and so forth. So what words would you use to to describe how you start your day? Is it fast or slow? Is it focused or unfocused? Is it disciplined or undisciplined? Um, you know, do you have a plan or not? So forth. And the same thing, you're finished. Most people, unfortunately, finish weak. Um, they, 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 they don't end with an explanation or with some kind of a win or so forth. They kind of mail it in in many cases. So... My thinking is, you know, how do you go about doing it? And we can get into strategies at this point in time, but that's just kind of an overarching theme that there's never going to be a day, a week, a month, an email or a phone call that doesn't provide you with the opportunity to finish strong. So it, we need to look at it that way because it's that important.
0: That's, that's really good. So I, I've, got a, I've got a little, let's see if I can get my camera up here. Um, it, one of the things that's in th- been threaded throughout um, the fitness community that I'm part of are these three words. I love it. Yes. Decide, commit, su- succeed. And I think sometimes the, the decision part is easy. And it it's just a middle part <laughs> that people tend to struggle with um, that. You know, I don't know where we're, we're end up getting sidetracked or um, especially the beginning of the year, you know, how many people are starting on these big goals. A lot of, ta- a lot of times people are working on health and fitness, right. Uh, by week two, it's a distraction city uh didn't didn't deliver and didn't didn't necessarily start as fast as I wanted and uh definitely not finishing and sometimes people just kind of ignore it and just brush it to the side for the for the rest of it but you do you have any thoughts on that um or just where people tend to fail or tend to tend to just um i don't know get sidetracked
1: that's what all mean? right. Well, listen, I, I, and I can appreciate what you just shared. Uh, I think I've seen it with P ninety X in a few places, but the fact is, it's very true. Decision precedes precedes action. You know, you will not get in great physical shape until you decide. You will not get rich until you decide to get rich. You will not really have a great marriage until you decide and make it a priority. So, mm-hmm. decision always precedes action. And and, that, and and as simple as that is, man, there is a lot of people who just don't really make a decision. If you look at the word commit. you know, commit or whatever. But the commitment, quite frankly, is just an ongoing reinforcement of a decision that you made previously. That's really what commitment is all about. But built in, as you're well aware, into the 100-day challenge is something called the Integrity Pledge. And and I think this might be a good place to interject that. When I built the program, what I was was interested in was, and, and by the way, here's the way my mind works. I always ask adverse questions first i think the best way to to diagnose a situation is to ask yourself why is it not working so if everyone already knows that goal setting is important why don't most people achieve their goals you know it's just what it is and fundamentally the answer at the end of the day really comes down to a very low level of personal integrity now people don't like to hear that because they when you think about the word integrity you're really touching deep part of the soul but let me let me let me poke at that for a minute so my solution to it was multifaceted, but one of the most important one goes back to the Boy Scouts, in which I was in. But it was some kind of a pledge. So for me, the pledge was: if you make a promise, you keep it. If you, if you, you know, if you make a commitment, you honor it, and if you set a goal, you achieve it. Let's just focus on the on the commitment part because this is it, this will answer all of those others. The reason why that integrity pledge is important, and the issue with commitment is this. You know, if you look at and here in the United States, we're at a point now where over the vast, over the over over fifty percent of all first marriages end in divorce. Okay, now the biggest commitment you can make to a human being is till you know I will be with you till death do us part. You know, part. You know, sickness, health, whatever the case might be. Now let's just stop there and say, if the single biggest commitment that you can make to another human being in front of your family, or, you know, and where you know wherever it is, your God. and and it's broken by the majority of people, then what do you think the possibilities are that people may not commit or follow through on a diet on a, you know, on a sales, uh, sales plan or whatever. To me, I think commitment is not just a problem. It's an epidemic. And the biggest problem that people have is they really, they are unwilling to commit. They're unwilling to commit to a goal, to a person, to a project, to a book, to a goal, to an outcome, uh, a whole host of things. And if you, if you go and you look at just the opposite direction and you say to yourself, what is it the most successful people do differently? And you could say it's this, it's that, and everything else. You want to know what it is? They're committed. They're committed. You know, if you start to look at the founders of body. You were just holding it up. You know, they're, they're committed to optimal fitness and providing with world-class programs in order to do this. A guy like Jerry Lewis, he spent 50, 50 years of his life. He was committed to, um, you know, to, to that telethon and helping these kids in in, in muscular dystrophy. And you start to go through you start to look at it, whether it's Bill Belichick, you know, with Patriot Sword, he was committed to being the best possible coach that he could be. It's just, that's the way that it goes. And what you'll find in most people's lives, they're real soft on commitment. So I wanted to make that a centerpiece of the program for the simple reason that if I could help you to honor your commitments and keep your promises And, and, in achieve your goals, you'll be much more successful. Now let's just talk about the promise part of it. People, because you mentioned about health, this one may hurt as well, but it's the truth. You know, when it comes to people, whether they're being broke or they're whether they're overweight or what have you, there's two games that people play. It's either what I call conversion or perpetuation. I believe that everybody, your job is to become a conversion expert. And and we have a tendency of kind of using the word conversion, associating it towards a website, towards visitors. Where you convert prospects into customers, but you want to convert debt into wealth. You want to convert fat into muscle. You want to convert problems into solutions, and I can go on, but the biggest problem is that people perpetuate problems. They perpetuate obesity. They perpetuate high blood pressure. They perpetuate debt. They perpetuate a lot of things, and this is where I said they're uncommitted, and they play a a weak offense, and as a result of that, they perpetuate weakness and falls in the same position at 50 than they were at 25. And that's just, that game goes on. So I prefer to teach the game. And this is what I, what I tell us is that the hundred day challenge is a rapid conversion program. It's really what it's all about. Not just goal achievement, but it's how do you convert your goals, your dreams, your ideas, your intentions into a profitable outcome and do it quickly. And I'll give you enough examples in a few minutes to, to, to show people how they can do it a lot faster than they can imagine. But it, all of these things are very, very, very important and intertwined. They really are. And, and I've, I spent a, a long time thinking about it and working on it and, and so forth but yeah
0: wow man i feel like i already got my lessons for the day <laughs> so do, do, does that think um like uh, performance gaps I, I know you've talked about that before um sure can you explain what that means and I, i'm sure that all just ties right into here
1: yeah it does there's what's called performance gaps and what i call closing speed now connect the two of them um a gap essentially is the distance between where you are and where you want to be Make it real simple. And some people, the gaps are much bigger. It's just the way that it goes, whether it's, again, whether it's weight, whether it's debt, or whatever the case might be. But, you know, people are going to have small gaps or large gaps. My job really is to help you to close the gap quickly. And, and that's really what it is, is that, you know, if you think about it, you want to close the gap between A and B. Now, here's the thing about it. Um, football season is starting right now. And What I love about football season is that you will see some astonishing professional, you know, safeties and you know, and linebackers and stuff. And the guys who are really quick on the field have what's called closing speed. So when a quarterback throws the ball, that they have such good reaction time that they can actually close the gap between that ball and the receiver and block it or intercept it. Okay. What people need to be able to work on, and again, this is another area where they're weak, is they have very, very they have weak closing skills or closing speed. And what I want to teach is and share a few ideas is how can you accelerate your closing speed? That's really important because once you're able to do that, you can prove to yourself that you could solve a problem quickly, achieve a goal quickly, you know, connect the dots between a cause and effect and bring it to an outcome, or a profitable one quickly. It is it extraordinary skill to be able to develop, learn, master and, and teach? It really is.
0: Wow. Okay some examples <laughs> dig, dig, dig right in. I, I know that, uh, that you're probably itching to get to a few.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'll be happy to here. I'll, 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 I'll rattle off a few because it, and, and this might be startling for people because we have been brought up with the idea that life is a marathon, not a sprint. It's mm-hmm. that's false. We have been brought up with the idea that patience is a virtue. My feeling is I, I think it's not, I think impatience is a virtue. And I want to prove it to you right now. Um, And and I think we have been, all of us have have been through what I basically call kind of a conspiracy. It's a multi-generational conspiracy designed in many ways for us to think small and to subjugate our goals and our dreams and so forth. And we just take things for the most part at face value. And our parents are repeating what their grandparents told them and their grandparents told them and so forth. And I'll tell you this much, the conversation around the dinner table between what I grew up with, or maybe you did and, and I think what you'll find that the conversations behind Bill Gates's table is, was a lot different uh, than what I grew up with. And, and I'd say that's probably true for most of us. Okay, let's let's uh, give a couple of examples now. When I talk about life, you know, that you could accelerate and move things quickly, we need evidence. So let me give that to you. All right, you turn on a TV show and you see Extreme Home Makeover. In most cases, you know, some mansions could take years or decades. There's a church in Portugal that's been worked on now for 900 years. It's still not finished. Um, you go through and you start to realize these guys were building a full, you know, 2,500 square foot home, move-in ready in seven days. That was accelerating the rich and cause and effect. You can build a home, a move-in ready home in seven days. They proved that. Okay. Then you turn on Dancing with the Stars. You can take people who never danced before in their life. And one season is about 14 weeks, 16 weeks. Uh, Guess what? These people basically they're competitive ballroom dancers at the end of that season. It's extraordinary. And so I'll come back to each one of these in a minute. Let's go through a few more. Um, You know, P90X is a good example. Uh, you, You could, some people take 20 years to lose 20 pounds, but they got people basically losing 50, 60 pounds in a matter of 90 days and going from fat and, and flabby to firm and fantastic and looking 10 years younger in 90 days. This is true. This is the way it works. Here's even the best example. Mother Nature. I have a house in upstate New York. And uh, I'll tell you this much. In one season, you plant you, – when they talk about an idea for sowing and reaping, you plant seeds in one season and you reap a harvest the next. A season is 90 days. So you can plant your seeds and reap a harvest – and if anybody who's been through a tough winter, I'll tell you this much your winter may come to a close, let's say in February. But you know what? Come March or April, 60, 90 days down the road, the colors of 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 um, of you know of, of blooming in terms of um, the the colors, the trees and so forth, change the entire landscape where it goes from kind of gray and dull, all of a sudden it's majestic, it's beautiful, it's astonishing. Mother nature is in the transformation business, mother nature is in the acceleration business. Dancing with the Stars is the acceleration business. They're converting non-dancers into dancers. And the same thing goes with even military. They could take somebody who goes into boot camp who's fat and overshaped and never held a gun, and, they, and they're a lean, mean, fighting machine after one rotation. So the, that's more than enough evidence for people to wake up and realize that you've been sold a bunch of nonsense, folks. You really have. You, it, it is possible for you to turn your life around quickly. And I believe in the power of 100-day sprints. The problem is, is that people don't take it seriously. So they'll start maybe weak and then they'll run into an office and they'll take a day off. So let's talk about compounded. We all know, and and I get tired. Sometimes I get a little bit agitated by it because it's, it's, it's an old Bruce Lee quote to know, you know, to know something, but not necessarily to apply it. It means it's irrelevant. It, it, you don't understand it. You really don't. Knowledge is the truest form of understanding and learning. Okay. It's one thing to understand the importance of, of applied compounded behavior, compounded effort. It's an entirely different thing to actually do it. And that means is if you want to get yourself, if you want to get some, some great-looking abs, let's say you're just 10 pounds overweight, you want to have a six-pack because you got summer coming. In 100 days, if you did 20 minutes of abs workout, you'd, have, you'd be ripped. I mean, nonstop and let it just go for it. You'd be ripped. The problem is people will do it a day. Then the next day they'll mail it in, they'll do this and that. And, so forth. and they don't compound and compound and compound and build upon the day before performance. The same thing with sales calls. You, you want to improve your sales funnel, I'll tell you this much. Set a goal of making 20 calls a day, you know, and do it again the next day, the next day. Don't do 20 today and three tomorrow. Hit the number, hit the number, hit the number, hit the number, and what will happen, the compounded effect will take in. The same is true. We understand it when it comes to money because you could put money in at a compound every single day. Behavior is exactly the same way. So if you look at life as a sprint and realize in a short period of time that you can transform your life, you really can. And I, listen, I've been doing this now for, you know, over a decade. And I've seen people pay off mortgages. I've seen people go debt free. I've seen people, I have evidence. I'm speaking with this, not in, in any way, shape or form to sound arrogant. I just I want to state that this is possible that you can do this, but you know it requires you're only as good as your system allows, and the 100 day challenge is probably the best system you're going to find. It just really is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think for you know, there's probably some skeptics out there that are going, okay, really Can can I can I you know really get 10 years worth of results in just 100 days? But I mean, look at look at the examples you just gave with being able to accelerate that, that idea of compounding time. I think I, I shared that with a group the other day, specifically saying with, with one of our fitness programs that it, it just, when you gave that message, it really clicked for me that I was like, Oh my gosh, that did that compounded time because my, my first 90 day program, which was not a P90X program, but same trainer, I got back to where I was 13 years prior. It was like literally mm-hmm. going back one year's time, sure. e- every single week—a thirteen-week program. So I can see—I can definitely see the evidence of what you are talking talking about. So, any further thoughts on compressing time and the results? Than you know, what uh, what method ma- actually makes it easier?
1: Yeah, um, it's again. Remember earlier we talked about you know people say or do things a little differently. Um, there's a terminology that most of us are not familiar with. It's basically called force multipliers. And force multiplier essentially is, is, is using a certain amount of effort in order to multiply your outcome. So let's start with the word multiplier and, and reverse it. In life, there's really a couple of games. You got addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Then you can get into what's called quantum physics, where you're making huge leaps. The fact is, most of us have grown up playing the game of addition. We have we have been taught and learned that you know life gives you a cost of living allowance, that that growth goes in steps: step one, step two, step three. That this is the way that you grow money. This is the way that you work your career. This is the way things work. Well, I got news for you: the rich think differently. They, they don't believe in, in incremental growth. They believe in quantum growth. They choose to play multiplication where most people play addition. Now. There are different tools and there are different strategies between playing and different belief systems between playing addition and playing multiplication. And then if you really want to play big, quantum, growth, that's a whole different game. And I don't want to go there because that'll, that'll take people you know, and, and spin your head completely. But that's where the big boys are playing. Okay, so let's, let's talk about this idea of force multiplier. So you want to play a game of multiplication. You don't want to play addition anymore. How do you, how do you play multiplication? You need to look at the tools and the strategies you're using. And the best example I could give you is go into your garage and let's say you're going to put up a wall or do some kind of a whole uh, housework. Maybe even put a knob on a, on a door, get yourself an old, you know, a, um, you know, uh, a regular screwdriver. Okay. Or a Phillips head and you can sit there and turn it and turn it and turn it. It may take you 10 minutes in order to put it up. Go get yourself a power drill. It'll take you about, I don't know, three and a half seconds. to have that thing on. It's just the way that it goes. It's- and let's look at the power drill for a minute, because what's happening here is by, by using force multiplier strategies or force multiplier tools, what a power saw is, a power drill is with, you know, any of these things, they allow you or, or say they are the, the textbook definition of leverage. And leverage is all about maximum effort or should say maximum output with minimal input. The problem with most people is they put maximum input and they get minimal output. The rich do it differently. And this is what I'm suggesting. This is what the whole 100-day challenge is based upon, is how do you put in truly, okay, the smallest amount of effort in order to get the maximum gain? And that requires you to think smarter, to use better tools, but more importantly, use better strategies to get the job done. And that's where I've spent – that's where I – that's the, the place where I live and what I share with my clients.
0: Nice. Yeah. Really good, good visual there. So, okay. So this may sound naive, but what are things, specific things that people need to focus on in order to finish the year strong?
1: Well, you know, the most important is just the end is, is the deadline. So let's, let's talk about that. There's two types of deadlines and, and it's, it's as simple as this. There's an internally enforced deadline and there's an externally enforced deadline. Most people, unfortunately, this even goes back to Freud. We talked about his pleasure principle, and he talked about – we call a kind of a locus of control. And you want to have an internal one. But as much as people would love to be driven by their own needs and desires and so forth, most most of us are driven externally. We're we're looking for – listen, the the Instagrams of the world and so forth validate that argument that people – want, they're counting likes and they're counting views and this stuff is so important. And so they're looking for external validation that what they have to say has value. Why do you need that? You know, you're the putting stuff out that has value or you're not. You shouldn't need this. Anyway, so when I talk about external or or internal deadlines, most of us are driven externally. We have credit card bills, we have student loans, we have mobile gas cards or Sunoco or what have you, we've got mortgages and, and everything else. And then you go to play tennis, there's a deadline, you have to show up on time, You lose court time, you got a yoga class coming up, you've got to be there on time, karate class, and so forth. Heck, if you even go to a car wash, there's going to be, you put in four quarters and you got to use it 60 seconds before it runs out, you know, and you, you move fast, and so forth. We respect and honor and pay attention to externally enforced deadlines. What do they do? And deadlines are designed. Think about it to honor to bring honor your to your commitments and to create urgency in your actions. That's really what they are. Um, The problem is is most people don't take their own their own deadline seriously. And I think if they did, things would change. And you need to put deadlines on your behavior, deadlines on your actions, and so forth. And you need to enforce them. So you start with a hundred and you work your way backwards. And like any good plan, you know, you, you kind of think about what's at the end and break it down into the smallest components and then work your plan, move it forward. That's one of a, of a number of things that you need to do. But I got to tell you, if people get in the habit of honoring internally and enforced and deadlines, your life can change immediately. But I was saying something before and, and I just want to come back to it and, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I want to speak the truth because this goes back to the idea of the integrity pledge and about honoring commitments and promises. And I tell people again, you know what the problem with perpetuation of debt, of weight and so forth, what that's all about, That's 20 years of broken promises. That's really what it is, 30 years of broken promises. And if you really want to know how to change your life, start honoring your promises, and you start making small ones. And you say to yourself, you know what, today I'm going to eat this, drink this, do this, whatever the case might be, or stop spending this or what have you. And people have corrupted their own internal, you know, we talk about a, a physical immune system. You have a psychological immune system that works the same way. It needs to be strong and dynamic and viable. And when you dishonor your commitments, when you don't honor your promises or keep them or so forth, what happens is you're, 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 your own Benedict Arnold, you're sabotaging your own psychological immune system and you are, you are weakening your power base and your power base, quite frankly, is between your ears. And, and that's where we, we get many things wrong. So it's important to realize that all change begins with honoring your promises, honoring your commitments. It really does. And it doesn't take long for you to go from small to large. You just need to do it for a couple of days, and you feel good about yourself. And all of a sudden, you feel, you feel like a better human being, quite frankly. And you're, you're, you feel more confident. You feel more comfortable in your own skin. You know you're bringing honor to what you said you're going to do. And you can quickly leapfrog a small commitment or promise to a bigger one real quickly. Um, it, it, this is, doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process, but it's got to start by honoring the promises and the deadlines that you make throughout the day. That by two o'clock today, I'll have this done by three o'clock today. I'll write 500 words, whatever goal you're working on. So, yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's giving yourself small wins, isn't it? Um, I, I, I mentor a lot of people, uh, with, Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes it's a knee jerk reaction for people to realize that they've gotten in the habit of not committed for themselves. And so the, they will talk themselves out of starting something because they're, they've got this, you know, I've quit on myself so many times. This will probably be the next time, but I, at least in my experience, and maybe, maybe you've seen some, some other things is having that person is like, well, let's just commit for the short period of time and get you small victories and build that momentum and build that, uh. You know, integrity uh, to, to yourself, that belief in yourself that to change that story that you've been telling yourself <laughs> for the past 20 years. Has is, is that been your experience?
1: Yeah, it is. You know, that, that small little acronym on ACT, Action Changes Things, it really does. You know, here's the thing. I always hear people say, you know, it takes a long time to change. And, and the answer is it doesn't. It, it takes an instant to change. You make a decision that this is going to be my new reality. It takes a lifetime to reinforce it. Um, because you've got to implement new behaviors and so forth. But fundamentally the change process begins as you showed up with that sign before with making a decision, mm-hmm. what new reality do you want? And then everything that you do from here on out, it must be w- with the intent to bring honor to that decision. Yeah.
0: Wow. Way cool. Okay. So let's talk about the hundred day challenge. It's coming up uh, officially starts a kicks off on the 22nd, if I'm, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. So, people would obviously want to get going you know, before that, is is it best to go at it individually as a family, as a team? I I know Hillary and I eventually went as a, you know, together, but she, she's the one that started first, but, uh, or maybe even a company thoughts.
1: Yeah. The answer is yes to all of them. Um, but it's situational. You know, if somebody happens to be, you know, depending on where your your situation is, you you may be on your own. Um, you know, you got to go with it. Um, I think optimally where, where you'll get the best benefit is when you have an additional support system, other people going through it with you where you could hold each other accountable. You have a real life competition and challenge where you're checking in on a consistent basis. You're applauding and, um, your y- environment is everything. So, uh, if, if you could get a few other people to go through with you, you're, you're going to be in much, much better shape. And, and that's why I love selling to corporations. I love selling in groups of churches. I love selling groups of, you know, people that are on different teams or what have you, because collectively there's there's power in in, in a in a group much more than just an individual. But still, anyone's going to benefit. Uh, I just want to be clear on that.
0: Yeah, you're, you're so right. Uh, currently, it's kind of funny that uh, the 100, has, 100 is uh, here because I the the groups that we do for our fitness programs or or nutrition programs. We run online communities, and we all go through it together. And we happen to be right smack dab in a in a one hundred workout challenge. So to have this marriage with uh, the 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 hundred day challenge that you have is it's just kind of ironic. It's like, wow, I love the way that turned out. Um, so, uh, who's you know who most will you know benefit by, by participating, and who's going to least benefit?
1: Sure. The, the the people who are going to benefit are the ones who who are truly like, all the things we discussed that are willing to make the the decision to go all in for 100 days so you got to make a commitment you got to be willing to, to work it hard but more importantly anything else you've got to be deeply committed to a, to a specific goal or some type of change that you want to make in a relatively short period of time and i'm telling you 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 can your reality could be very very different just 100 days from now in any area i don't care what it is but uh you've, you've got to be willing to give it a go in terms of the person who is not going to, you know, if, if you've got a habit of starting and stopping, if you, you know, if you're second-guessing right now or near ambivalent, I wouldn't do it. And here's the reason why. My style and the way the program is put together, it'll run you over. It'll be like a freight train coming at you every day, and you're just going to step aside and say, I'm going to let this one pass. And that the one day turns into a second into a third. So mentally, you need to to go into this program and say, you know what, I'm all in for 100 days, and I'm going to give this thing everything I've got. So that's the right way to approach it.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I, when I watched Hillary go through it, I was really impressed she did all the 100 days. But I know that I was a dabbler right, the very first time. I was just catching little pieces of it. and. I I didn't I I when I heard some of the powerful messages I'm like this is cool I want to give it a, a full focus so it wasn't until a year later when the the next hundred day challenge came up that we committed to um sure. really really put the time in and it did make a difference for my you know moving forward my business so I think this is the I think the fourth time that we've gone through it so it, and and I think it, there's value in going through and challenging yourself in hundred day. You know, different hundred day challenges, maybe having different goals. Don't don't you think?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I really do. I always tell people to, you know, you should look at this and do it probably three times, two at least two times a year. Some t- sometimes three, but uh, maybe to do it the first hundred days and the last hundred days is a good way to approach it, or do it the first quarter and the third quarter, whatever works for you. But think about you know w- what are you know going back to deadlines. Some people may have anniversaries at, you know, in June or July. Uh, some may have you know, important milestones. So that may be the driver for you to want to get something accomplished. So you, I think you need to personalize it, sit back and say to yourself, when would be the optimal time for me to go through this and what type of a outcome am I looking for? I've got a lot of people going through and, and tying things to anniversaries or their daughter's wedding or some kind of a big event or a high school graduation coming up and you want to look great and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. I, I think whatever the motivation is, God bless you. Go, go for it. And if that's what it's going to take, let's, let's do it together.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree. And, and I, think, I think what, at least in my experience and what people I think should realize is you, you go through this 100-day challenge. You, you accomplish a, you know, a big goal or two or maybe even three. And that takes you to a new level new belief system, new, uh, you've got a big victory and of course you're going to want another goal, another, another way to level up whatever it it could be in the same arena. It could be another thing, but now you've got proof there that, oh my gosh, not only I accomplished the hundred day challenge itself, but I took on whatever the big, scary, uncomfortable push that I had and literally compressed time. And made it happen. So now you've got the validation and the proof going forward and ready to take on something else. I love that you said finish, strong, you know, finish the year strong, but now you've got another, you know, the, the opportunity because always the beginning of the year, most people are setting some sort of goal. So to actually have a 100-day challenge to start the year, I think that's brilliant. Thank you.
1: It is it is a good way, but you know, here, here's I think probably the best way to look at it. We've all heard that old saying, you know, the gift that keeps on giving, and so forth. And sometimes it's related towards whatever. Um, the, there's nothing better, and I think nothing more attractive than seeing a a very confident and competent human being in action. When you see a performer, a singer, an actor, or whatever, or somebody, or attorney somebody who walks into a room and commands it and who gets the job done. That's, it's breathtaking. It's, it's really, it's, it's attractive. I think the greatest gift you can give yourself is a gift of confidence. And when you all of a sudden start setting and achieving and you can connect the dots and you know how to do this and get the stuff done. Confidence is a gift that keeps on giving because once you get and you achieve something, you want to give yourself another challenge, give yourself another gift. And it's not only for you, but it inspires people around you. And I, and I think that's probably one of the greatest benefits that you get from this program along with many others, but you, you, you change internally, your, your, your intestines, you know, become a little bit stronger and tighter and vigorous. And I think that's a darn good thing. I really do.
0: That's a good point. Thank you so much. Um, So, how can people get this? I I'm going to put a link and definitely in the show notes here and we'll be sharing it on social media. And I believe uh, I'll have to, I believe that I can share a, a coupon code with somebody to get a little bit of a discount, but is there a deadline for enrollment? Well, you know, and what's for, the investment? For I guess I should say, sorry to interrupt. Yeah,
1: That's okay. Uh, you know, during this challenge, we'll put in somewhere between 30 to 40,000 people. So um, we've got a pretty good net. Um, the The investment I've kept it small. I could sell this for for quite a bit, but quite frankly it, it's it's, uh, it's hundred and seventy seven dollars so less than two bucks a day you get yourself uh, what I feel is probably the best training in the world and the best system you'll ever have. so we've scaled it and we, we've priced it in a point where it, it eliminates the excuses so that's it there in terms of deadline uh, enrollment's open for a small window. So, um, you know, we, we open up on September 22nd, we close it uh, right at the beginning of October. So, you know, that small spot with which to be able to get in there. And by the way, if by chance you enroll on September 25th, are you going to miss three days? No, you'll start at the very beginning. You'll just, your end date will be like January 3rd. That's all that'll happen. So we, we just, we have a a very narrow window for people to make a decision to get involved and let's hit it hard.
0: Right on. Gary, I so appreciate you for coming on, for sharing those words of wisdom. It's great hearing your story. And uh, I look forward to, well, I'm finishing my current 100-day challenge, but uh, I, I look forward to just sharing with so many people and even getting a group of us to go through it together and to see what we can accomplish. So, so appreciate you, man. Absolutely. That was absolutely incredible. I I'm sure you took a bunch of notes and... If you didn't, you probably want to go to listen to this podcast again, rewind it, pause, get things down, and uh, and really crush the rest of this, this year. So if you're interested in uh, doing the 100-Day Challenge with a bunch of us, what you do is go to the website putyourselffirst.com slash 100-Day Challenge. All one word, the number 100-Day Challenge. Putyourselffirst.com yourself 100-Day Challenge. 100 day challenge and you can use my special coupon code or promo code if you if you will it's integrity 152 all one word lowercase integrity 152 that will knock 25 dollars off access to the 100 day challenge and once you're there please email me perrytonsley at gmail.com and let me know that you're in we can get a group together we can support each other and motivate each other all the way across the rest of this year and kind of pull things into the beginning of next year so anyway i hope this is helpful and you absolutely rock for being a subscriber if you found this valuable please share it with anybody you know who could benefit and thanks for getting over to your podcast app and giving this a rating and review so more people can find us You absolutely rock. I already said that, right? (laughs) Well, you do. That's all I have for this week. And as always, remember, it's never too late. We'll see you next week.